I'm excited because I'm finally like, I love the floor bed and I'm completely committed to the floor bed at this point. Um, so that's why I was like, let's just talk about it because it's a good time where you're interested in it. You have questions about it and I don't have all the answers, but I have an experience. <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, there were two badass women who thought mom brain was complete BS. Then they had babies, became besties, and decided to start a podcast to talk about how they were totally wrong. Welcome to Blame It on Mom Brain. Welcome back to Blame It on Mom Brain. This is Jodine. And this is Amanda. And today Jodine is actually going to be shedding some light on a topic that she, she doesn't have every answer about. However, she does have more experience than I. And I have questions about this topic, which is, what would we do if we wanted to transition from a crib to a floor bed? Now, I'll start off by saying that my little man is a, a great independent sleeper. He's always really liked being put down for sleep. He has been in his bassinet. He hasn't done a ton of contact sleeping. Um, and he really loved transitioning to mini crib and then full regular crib. Like he has had no, like no uh, trouble transitioning from from birth to beds. And lately I've realized how much it bothers me that in the night when Romeo is asleep, he'll often bump his head on the bars of the crib and he'll wake himself up because kid's strong, man. And he's pretty tall. So like he, he takes up a lot of space when he moves, he's, he's creeping in on those bars and he, I hear the thud next door. I hear the big boom. And then I'm like, oh, well he just hit himself in the head. And <laughs> typically there's, there's crying that ensues and follows. And he's quite good at, at putting himself right back to sleep anyway. But I just know that it's pretty often and it's often enough for me to have started to scratch my head and think maybe it's time for me to pick Jodine's brain about how her shift from using the snoo, which is the crib that kind of oh, oscillates yeah. and shakes <laughs> and soothes mm -hmm. baby for you while having them kind of strapped in and nice and cozy um, to the floor bed or sorry, to the pack and play and then to the floor bed all sort of mm -hmm. went for you. And again, we don't have all the answers. We're just here riffing, asking each other questions and working off what we've, what works for us, right? Yeah. So I think anyone listening right now probably knows that I did a lot of research when I found out I was pregnant. So I started watching a lot of YouTube, um, just certain people that I liked their quote unquote style of parenting because I didn't know what kind of parent I would be. So I was looking for something to kind of relate to or um, hope, aspire to be. And Growing up in rural Newfoundland, I had never heard the word Montessori. Ever. That that doesn't, maybe it exists to some people, but not to me. Um, no one that I know has ever used Montessori concepts with raising a child. It's quite popular now. Um, it's become, it's I guess it's always been popular, but it's becoming more widespread and more common. And one of the things is Montessori floor beds. So I found a couple accounts on YouTube. I mentioned this one before. It's Hey Shayla. I really liked her account and, you know, the, she was very open and honest with her experiences. And she followed another account called HAPA Family, H-A-P-A. I'll link both of these in the uh, notes. Um, and she is the one that I really followed when I was learning about the floor bed concept. So as well as the floor bed, I... <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. We talked about this recently, how you set up expectations for yourself when you 
become a parent or you're, you know, you're going about to become a parent. And one of the things I thought I was, I thought I was going to become a pretty hardcore Montessori mom. Honestly, I was like, oh my God, all these concepts. And then we'll do very um, age appropriate toys and games and this. And they all have to be wood. They all have to be wooden, which I do love. But people don't give you wooden stuff. (laughs) Yeah, nobody. We all love a cute aesthetic. Of course, wood toys are what we all love. Of course, Jodine. But do we get those? No. We get the singing, the light up, the plastic, the non-aesthetically compliant toys. (laughs) And the non-Montessori toys. And you just get so many toys given to you that you feel obligated to give it to your child for at least a small amount of time so they can play with it. And then you have to hide it away in a closet. But really, they love they love the flashy toys. Anyways, my Montessori um, practices have... Um, I think I do a lot of Montessori because it's a lot of just involving them in your life and not catering everything specifically to them. But as far as a lot of other Montessori things go, I don't know. I definitely am not textbook by any means. So anyways, one of the things I decided on was I want this floor bed. I think it's cool. I love the idea of not being in a crib. I don't remember what my initial reasonings were for it when I found out about it when I was pregnant. I think I also like the idea of not having to transition from a crib to a floor bed. That seemed appealing to me because that seemed like a big thing to have to deal with. Anyway, so Neil and I made this really cute like um, tent floor bed in our garage and it was like ready there at this beautiful rainbow. I will put, insert a photo um, so that you can see what it looks like. We'll put it on our Instagram or something. Um, and that sat in my room for a long time. <laughs> I never purchased a crib. I did have like a little um, co-sleeper type bassinet that went beside my bed and she was in that for the first five months. But to be honest, I ended up exclusively breastfeeding. She ended up rejecting the bottle at about two months old. And we ended up co-sleeping for a long time. I'd put her in the, we put her in her own room at about five months. But then we'd put her to sleep. She'd wake up. I'd end up bringing her back in my bed, co-sleep her, co-sleep with her until morning, until she was about eight months. So floor bed is still untouched. Then from there, I tr- once she was fully asleep, we did end up doing sleep training with her at about eight months. Um, and then she was fully in her own bed, no more co-sleeping. To be honest, she didn't even want to sleep with me anymore at that point when she got used to it. Um, and then we are now 15 months old yesterday. Oh, and- yeah. Happy 15. Yeah. Crazy, right? 15. But I officially completely transitioned her at 14 months old. Again, I never had a crib. I ended up getting a pack and play that had mesh sides on it. So I've never dealt with the wooden crib ever. She'd never been in one. Um, And so I transitioned from that to the floor bed. So that is, in a nutshell, my sleep experience. Well, so, that's a, an interesting path because, you know, everybody has their their own path. And of course, if you're listening and you have absolutely jumped into wooden cribs from the very beginning, 
that is absolutely fine. There is mm-hmm. not one part of this episode that is to make it sound like a floor bed is the path you must explore. Your mm-hmm. baby can be in a floor bed and then transition to a toddler bed because you could have like six beds in one. Some of the cribs do all that. And that's perfectly fine. I I enjoy learning about other ways that we can um, do mom things or mm-hmm. or baby things because it just helps me realize that there are other methods and that it's completely fine if I continue to choose the one that I'm the path that I'm currently on. Um, and it might be totally fine for you if you're listening to explore something different. Again, like this is um, not a recommendation; it's just a sharing of of the experience with a floor bed. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're happy with your crib life, please, please, please keep going. Um, wh- a couple of questions that people often have about floor beds are, is it safe for baby? What's the right age to transition? Um, how will I ensure the baby won't like fall off the crib and like get hurt? Or, or what if they walk around and they start walking around the room? Well, I think a lot of these are sort of, um, they've got to be common sense a little bit. Like if, if baby starts waking up and walking around the room, like there might be certain things you have to be weary of. Like baby probably shouldn't be wearing a sleep sack at that point, because if they're on a floor bed, the whole purpose is to provide them the freedom to be able to come and go as they please from the mattress. So you might need to transition away from that. And the room needs to be completely baby safe. It needs to make sense for a little person navigating that space. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about, but what did you, um, you know, at 14 months made you say, okay, we're going all in with floor beds. Was it Mm -hmm. the transition to one nap as well? Or did you just notice that pack and play was getting kind of cramped? She's getting big. Like what were your thoughts? Yeah. So there's a lot to answer this question. So I think it starts with how to set up your room for Montessori or for a floor bed. Yeah. So you essentially want to get a mattress that is as short as possible, as thick, uh, like as thin as possible. As, as thin. Yeah. Thin. As thin as possible. You can totally use a crib mattress. So if you already have a crib mattress, just put that on the floor because it's usually about four inches. Mm-hmm. If you follow HAPA family recommendations, she suggests um, a firm, like as firm as possible, because that's, you know, to prevent SIDS. We already know firm um, surface is best. I also want to just say this, that everything I'm saying is only my personal experience of what I decided to do. There were Yeah, like I can't reinforce this enough. <laughs> well, and, and there's a whole set of sleep safe um, or safe sleep uh, guidelines and recommendations that you st- should follow and anything that you decide to do is you know your own personal journey um, this is not medical advice by any means I'm just stating what I did and why I decided to make these decisions so she recommends using a, a coil spring mattress I didn't do that I used an Ikea $99 mattress it's four inches um, thick and is it a kid's mattress though? Because no, Ikea it's does a twin have... size mattress. Okay, it's just okay, like okay. their $99 twin size twin mattress. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. And I bought the waterproof cover to go over it because you never know, even though I haven't experienced any reason to have that yet. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I also have the um, elastic crib sheet clips underneath the bottom so it just tightens the fitted sheet 
Okay. So underneath. even though you have a fitted sheet, you have clips to cinch it in like even yes. tighter. Because the mattress is so thin that it's hard mm. to get fitted sheet that's skinny enough. So if it Got ends you. up coming loose all the time. So they're just yeah. like um, elastic pieces of elastic with clips on either end and you just clip it underneath and it just keeps everything really tight. That's all worked out super well for us. Creed has had amazing neck control from the get-go. So Mm -hmm. I have like, I was waiting for the time when she could roll over because I knew she wanted to be on her belly so badly. Whereas, you know, you're recommended to put them on their back always up until I believe it's like, I don't even know. It's a long time. I think it's until they can four or five months when they're turning over. I think it's even longer than that, that they technically recommend you put them Mm. to sleep on their back and then they can decide if they roll over or not. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, I continue to put Romeo down on his back. That kid can do whatever he wants after I put him down now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I still put him down on his back. It's just easy for me to get him down. (laughs) Creed wanted to be a belly sleeper so badly. Um, So she really loved once she could flip over. Mm-hmm. The snoo is a whole different topic. I can't even address that too much right now, but that one forces the baby to be on their back. Um, and then once I got her out of that, she was actually much happier to be able to flip over in the nighttime. She rolled really early as well. Um, so the other concern <clears throat> that you may have is, is my baby going to roll off? And especially onto, if you're onto a young the baby, ground. <laughs> onto the ground or hit the wall that it's potentially beside. So I didn't put Creed in there super early because I was co-sleeping, but some people will start floor beds ASAP, like day one in their room on the floor on a mattress beside them. If we have another kid, I might actually consider that. No, I won't. I'm actually probably going to just co-sleep from the beginning. Let's be real. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I feel like co-sleeping right worked really well for you, and so did sideline breastfeeding. So it's like you already, and of course, every baby is different. So this baby yeah. might be like, "No, I actually want to be put down and alone." Mm-hmm. You might have a very different experience. Mm-hmm. You could be more like Romeo. So yeah, I, I mean, you already know what felt really good for you and how comfortable you, it was yeah. to do that. You were singing its praises, and I and I had not tried it yet, and then all of a sudden, I did sideline breastfeeding, and I was like, game changer. It is. It's a game changer for just your ability to sleep at at the end of the day. That's, it usually comes out of desperation Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're trying so hard not to. And then you're like, I just can't anymore. I just have to like sleep here and like pretty much stay asleep while she breastfeeds. No shame to anybody who's tried that as well. We've been there. Yeah. No shame ever. Um, So I put pool noodles underneath the fitted sheet, one on each side of the bed. And that ended up acting as sort of a bumper um, so that she couldn't roll off or hit the wall. That was my solution. Can you explain that a little better? Like, so you have the flat mattress and then all of a sudden there's just like a little lump, which is the pool noodle Mm -hmm. all underneath the very fitted sheet. So it almost looks like, um, it almost looks like a mattress that has like an edge all around all four sides. Is that right? I didn't put it on all four sides. I only put it on the two long sides. Just because it's so long as she was so small. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I didn't okay. bother putting it on the other two ends. Okay. So I had had that on there for age, ages as well. I used the floor bed. Oh, and the one other thing that I did was I, because I, I have hardwood floor everywhere in my house, I made sure there was a softer surface so that if she did roll out, um, she would land on a mat and not um, the hardwood floor. What kind of soft surface? could be anything really 
um, like any sort of rug or <laughs> anything like that. But I have um, like a foam, like a foam playmat flooring, it. a foam playmat flooring. It's, play yeah. it's a play Yeah. Mat. So it, that I think actually would probably be the way I would want to go. I, I don't, I mean, they're bigger now and they can get up and run around and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So carpet doesn't seem to be the end, like doesn't seem to be mm -mm. a problem as, in my head as much as it would be had they been younger because they are yeah. both kicking around 15 months now. And I love the playmat idea because it's just that little squishy surface that yeah. isn't so squishy. You know, it's like the perfect, the perfect surface. Yeah. Mine's probably about half an inch thick. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I got it at Canadian Tire. You yeah, don't have to get anything get fancy. Yeah. But you can, you can also get just get a really nice rug if you like that um, as well. Whatever works for you. I know I've seen people put um, like bumpers against the wall that are more like a f like camping mattress. I yeah. think that's what Hey Shayla did was um, put a camping mattress against the side, like really thin camping mattress. I never ran into any of these issues, actually. Um, by the time I used it, I didn't – she didn't ever bump into the wall um, – she could get on and off the bed very easily. There was one time, I think, in the beginning where she kind of pushed herself off the bed. And, and um, yeah, she woke up and I went in there and just fixed her and put her back on the bed. The other thing you're going to want if you decide to do a floor bed is you want to make sure your baby monitor can swivel. I just learned that not all baby monitors, baby monitors do that because ours, we use the Hello Baby uh, baby yeah, monitor. Yeah, we use Hello Baby. We got it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, it's Amazon. I think it's probably Amazon Choice. And I, think I can look is. down. I can look up. I can go left to the right. I did put my baby monitor. It is now on top of my dresser, very high. So she can't – because she was super into like knocking that thing over. Um, And it's on the tripod still because it doesn't go down enough without the tripod. You can't look down yeah. enough. Yeah. That's the one it doesn't to have the monitor. depth of being able to rotate mm -hmm. that far down. No, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's a, It's hard. So that's another thing I did to set up. And all cords have been, um, you know, use common sense. Like I, all my cords are hidden behind the dresser. Right? What about so your dresser? Is it, is it like um, nailed or sorry, like screwed into the wall? No, but the type of handles it's on, she can't open them. Okay. Like you have to put your hand underneath and pull it out. And she just mm -hmm. doesn't have that dexterity like or strength it's pretty stiff dresser that I have but again that's just something use common knowledge whatever you have in your room make sure you think about what a baby could do at that age right like if your baby is six months and you're trying to do this your baby is not going to be able to open a drawer yeah right <laughs> yeah, um and they're only probably just crawling around anyway yeah maybe Creed didn't start crawling till six and a half seven months right so true yeah <laughs> we just forget we forget about that um, I remember nothing now, and right? yet everything it's crazy yeah. <laughs> it's just not the the timeline's a little skewed to us now yeah um yeah. so the other thing that I have is the hatch sound machine and I would I've loved this with the floor bed as well so the hatch sound machine um is bluetooth and I can turn on the light and I can use uh, white noise from it as well. I've used white noise since day one. I am a heavy white noise sleeper myself. So I just am forcing it upon my child because it makes me sleep really well. Um, but the big benefit to this now, and I can talk about this after, is when she wakes up, I can turn the light on for her from my room, which has been oh, really awesome. Lovely. Yeah. I love that. So I started switching Creed 
to the floor bed. I've I, I've been trying to switch her since I don't know, probably nine ten months. I started trying okay. to introduce it to her. So I would say to anyone that's doing this a little bit later, especially because that's my experience, I didn't do it immediately like some people do. Is put the mattress in the room and don't make it for sleeping. Just let it to be a let it be a spot to explore so that they can recognize it's there. If they're crawling, they can get on it. They can learn to get off it. They can learn what's around it. Um, that I would I would say would be the very first step in doing a floor bed transition. Um, don't put it in there and then that night be like, okay, this is where you sleep now. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you sleep here. Yeah, make the transition way longer and slower. Okay. Um, and then I, what I did, I just tried to do one nap a day on the floor bed. And because my goal was always to do this floor bed. So I was like, I really want to get her in this and get her out of the, the pack and play. It was also super annoying having both in my room at the same, in her room at the same time. So that was another incentive. So I picked the nap which was the first nap that was like the easier nap she was going down for. Um, when she was the most tired, when it was most likely I was going to lay her down and she was going to fall asleep without fussing too much. That yeah. was my goal. And in the beginning, I did that. I put her down. I'd lay on there with her. And then if she started fussing like crazy, then I was like, okay, maybe this is not the right nap for this. And I just put her back in the pack and play and then retry the next day. That yeah. was my um, my my method <laughs> in the beginning. Well, that's really yeah. all you can do is give it an attempt. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you can you have to abandon the thought. It just means try again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. But you just got to keep trying if it's something you want, right? Like, don't stop trying. So I kept doing that. Even every couple days, it would happen. I'd put her on there, and I remember the first time she napped on there, I was just so excited. I was like, oh. She looks like a big girl. And I, <laughs> it was just, it just, I don't know. I was so excited that it was finally happening. Um, and I was watching her on the baby monitor. That's the nice thing about doing it in the daytime. You can have it in front of you. You can see, you can kind of watch what she's doing. If she's going to even start rolling off. I ended up removing the pool noodles pretty quickly because I realized like she is so capable at this age to get on and off this thing herself. Um, it's probably then, actually in her way more than anything else. Yeah, it was probably more annoying than anything at this point. And eventually I realized she's very similar to her dad and likes to sleep with her feet off of the bed. Um, That's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's weird to see the things that they have in common. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Blame It on Mom Brain. If you are loving the show, please consider writing us a review wherever you're listening. It would mean the absolute world to us and we hope by sharing this podcast, we can reach more moms and help share our motherhood experience, normalize our feelings, and make us all feel a little less alone. Back to the show. So I still breastfeed, and I found it really, really helpful when I started to transition her. Um, I wasn't necessarily nursing her to sleep, but either me or Neil would lay down with her, which we never really did before. We kind of would put her in a room and let her go to sleep herself. But we just started like laying in there with her. Um, if she got off the bed, we'd stay on the bed and just kind of get her to come back and lay down with her to show her like this is where we sleep now. Um, 
Yeah, that was... And isn't it kind of nice? Like, don't you enjoy that little time nice. of being able to be cuddly and they're very sleepy and they're nice and warm and they just want to be cuddled by you? And yeah. I, you know, I, I was talking with Neil about this. Um, so Jodine and I um, explored different avenues of just like sleep training or not or this and that, like throughout our last couple of months um, of becoming moms. And we happened to find... Um, certain practices that really worked for us. And um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, be with baby for a bit. And then of course, like empower them so that they're, they can put themselves to sleep. And that's what, what Jodine is mentioning of, we usually just put them in bed and, you know, our babies have, have gotten pretty good at being able to do that. However, I was talking with Neil and he was saying like, all of those, like the all of those guidelines that you can read about online, they're all really nice. But he's like, when do I just get to like, you know, cuddle just because I feel like it. I'm like, you can do that anytime you want. And he goes, well, exactly. So I, I just go and lie there in bed with her and I love it so much. So he really appreciated like this, I think floor bed transition because maybe it opened that door up for him to be able to be like, I actually really want to do this. That's what he told me anyway. So I really enjoyed hearing Neil's perspective and um, we have a, a similar setup, but literally everything elevated or in a crib. So there's a crib on one side of the, of the room. And then right beside it is a single mattress with its own little single bed frame. And, um, I will just lie in there with him and cuddle him. And then when I really notice he's really sleepy and he's starting Mm -hmm. to want to be on his own, then I put him in the crib, but it would be really cool to be able to just stand up and leave. (laughs) right? Like he could just stay on the mattress. I wouldn't have to pick him up at all. And there wouldn't have to, and I'm, I'm short as hell, you guys. So I can barely reach over the crib railing. I I have bruises on my stomach from trying to lean over and he's a big boy. So I'm like, trying to get over that yeah. thing. I'm like, when is it time for me to not be doing this anymore? Basically, that's what I was thinking to Will. Like, even for me putting him down, it'd be so much easier if we could just like good night and let him go to sleep here because he's obviously very sleepy and cozy and we've spent all this time warming up the bed for a few minutes, <laughs> you know? I don't think you realize all the benefits of it until you actually do it because um, the reason I really wanted to talk about this today too is because I keep getting asked questions about it by people because pe- some people have never heard of it. Some people maybe have heard of it, but they don't know anyone that personally that's done it because crib is just really the norm. Sure. Um, and someone, one, one of the girls that we know um, is pregnant and asked me about this because she is having a hard time with her new pregnant belly reaching mm-hmm. over her crib, which totally mm-hmm. makes sense. You have a beach ball between you and the crib. So 100%. if you switch to a floor bed, it's way, way easier. I mean, at some point it's going to be hard to stand up. <laughs> but um, Yeah, like the getting down, <laughs> like that might be another topic. I don't know if that... <laughs> But yeah. yeah, getting down and up again might be a challenge. But but that's just hey, with man. the toddler in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, and I th- this is something too, like you said, that it's maybe not quite the norm. Like maybe some people have heard of it, but haven't don't know anyone they can ask about it. So maybe some of the topics you can, or some a question you could answer now would be, what are the pros and cons that you have found so far with switching over to a toddler bed? Like you've obviously done your research. You obviously you know, chose accounts that inspired you. You obviously read the appropriate sleep safe guidelines. Like everybody, she's definitely done her research in that way. But beyond that, you prepared the room. You guys built the bed, like you made all that stuff. What have been the pro cons of making this switch for you so far? Like what could you maybe say 
to someone who's considering it that would be the best parts and like the kind of crummy parts? Pros, if you are someone that feeds your baby in the nighttime, <laughs> there's it's just so clear that this is like easier because if your baby gets up even once, twice a night, you go lay down on the bed with your baby. Sometimes you don't even need to um, feed them. But if you're nursing throughout the night or uh, bottle feeding, whatever it is, it's so much easier when you can lay down on the bed with them. If you nurse your baby to sleep, which is so controversial, but if you're a breastfeeding mom, you've definitely nursed your baby to sleep. Um, it's so easy because like you said, you just leave. You just leave them on the bed. Um, I, as f- pros, <sighs> now she is so capable of everything. Um So when she wakes up in the morning or from her nap, she has two different moods. If she woke up too early, this is regardless if whatever they're sleeping on, they're cranky. Like, oh, I don't want to be awake right now. She'll be crying. That's a different thing. But if she wakes up and she's quite content, she's super well rested, I'll go on my phone. I'll turn on that hatch uh, sound machine light. And sometimes she'll stay in there for 20 minutes. Just exploring the room. Yeah, so she'll just fun. play. She'll go over to the bookshelf and she'll look at the books. Like it's so it's so cute too. Um, like looking at her just sitting there, looking, flipping through pages of her books at you know six in the morning, and I'll stay in bed a little longer. Um, cons is the transition can be frustrating, um, and scary. <sighs> it. <laughs> The reason it took me so long is because I didn't want to push it on her, but it became a point where like for what you said about you're sleeping with Romeo on this mattress, you're cuddling, and then you pick him up, you put him in there, Creed would lose it. Like Mm. she would lose it. And I knew at this point, I was like, I have to stop using this crib because it's just not working for her anymore and she wouldn't want to go to sleep then I'd take her out I'd lay on the floor bed with her and then she'd just go to sleep the other cons are sometimes like oh it's so rare now but if she I'm I'm a full month of exclusively using the floor bed now um every now and then she'll like kind of crawl off of it and it'll wake her up I'd say that like what do you mean crawl off of it in her sleep oh okay Mm -hmm. like she'll get off of it like rolling around oh Um, rolling well and like roll off of it or like i don't i never see it happen (laughs) sure yeah that makes sense you're asleep well okay so she gets off of the mattress basically it's happened maybe twice in the last month yeah which is not very much and i just go put her back on the bed usually she's just still very asleep or which has not happened to me yet but some kids will just stay there and sleep and it's fine let them sleep yeah. wherever they're sleeping. And then a but lot of the times... that's why it's important to have the rest of the space also be appropriate for if that oh, were to happen. yeah, of course. That's the that's the number one thing with the floor bed is you have to make sure the room is is um, completely baby-proof, completely safe. Wherever they end up sleeping, it, it's they can sleep on the hardwood floor if they want. It doesn't seem sure. comfortable to us, but it's completely yeah. fine for them to sleep on the hardwood floor. Um, sure. The other difficult thing is once they can start walking, which Creed is, I have to make sure when I put her down to nap or to sleep, she is ready for sleep. Mm. Because if not, she will sit up in the bed and I I will leave and she will leave behind me and she'll start banging on the door. <laughs> and oh, she is like yeah, clearly yeah. like, no, 
no, sleep day. Hey, <laughs> okay, well, it's present in here. <laughs> but a lot of the time, she'll get up, go to the bed, the door, look at the door, knock on it for two seconds, turn around, go back on her bed, and put herself to sleep. The first time That's she did funny. that, I was like, "This is amazing." Like, yeah, you're like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> so the cons um, have kind of disappeared. Sure, and I do have a question about travel because I know that mm. you are someone who's big on travel. You have, um, you know. Th- you know, this desire within you to make travel part of your life with baby. Mm -hmm. What would you say in terms of a floor bed? You know, what are we going to do? Is it going to be the pack and play? No. At the hotel, at the place, at the this? No. So what I actually, I'm going to Kelowna in April for a weekend. And I already thought about this. This will be the first time since using this pack and play. Or sorry, since using the floor bed. Yeah. I, I don't know when it was. I can't remember at what point this was, but I found that she didn't like how hard this pack and play thing was. Like it was like sleeping on cardboard. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. So at some point when she was closer to a year, I I bought a um about a one inch foam um mattress that went mm-hmm. in the pack and play, and it folds into three. It's really great. Um, it's probably not recommended. So I'm technically not recommending this right now. This is just what I chose to use. <laughs> it folds into three. It has its own carrying case and I, it has its own fitted sheet, everything. So I'm going to just bring that with me, put it in the hotel room on the floor. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Where did you find plan. that? Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can, say, I can probably... we can link it. Um, yeah, let's so, link it. especially now, like even if you didn't use it in the crib or, um, your pack and well, play? I bought a mattress as well, but on Facebook Marketplace from someone who sold me, um, well, for, I think it was for a mini crib. Like she sold me a mattress mm. that was, it's obviously much smaller than a regular sized crib. It's shorter. And um, the thickness I think was four inches still. It was just that mm. it's shorter. And um, from her, she also gave me like a, she told me you can also get white fitted sheets for, on Amazon to go with it. And she goes, and I've used this in the pack and play. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I never ended up using it or sorry. And then I, I, I didn't end up using it for the pack and play because all of my stuff was in a storage unit. I didn't have access to it, but I can definitely see how taking a smaller version of the big mattress and putting that on the floor would be a really great solution to the floor bed mattress mm-hmm. concept. Because I mean, Yours is even better because it's foldable. But let's say if you're driving somewhere on a road trip, like that could also be an Mm -hmm. an option as well. The one I have is probably, well, it's as wide as a pack and play mattress. Yeah, so it's the same size. Two and a half feet or something. But then width-wise, it's like maybe a foot. It's actually really compact. Um, Mm. It's, 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 yeah, it's really compact. Um, the other thing that people talk a lot about with floor beds is having a super solid nighttime routine. Mm. This is something that you know, but, and you and I are quite different with this, is I know you have a very solid nighttime routine. We do not. Um, Neil and I don't have a very solid nighttime routine for ourselves like every night it's something different we do different things in the evenings so I guess it's just not natural for us to have a really really solid nighttime routine for our child it just hasn't worked out that way and it just sometimes it feels forced 
and and like i don't know we don't we never bathed her in the evening because bathing for her was more of a playtime thing so i found bathing bathing her before bed just woke her up more um mm. so i was like okay none of that now i will because it's not such a big deal anymore but i don't do that every night i'll often nowadays um i shower with her almost every time i shower she's in the shower with me i that's been great especially with all the solo parenting um but <laughs> my routine with her um this is our, our very very short routine and what it's become with the floor bed is I will go in her room. I turn the lights down pretty low. I turn on the white noise machine. We both sit on her bed. We read one book. I take as long as she wants to read the book. We look at all the pictures. We make all the lion tiger noises. I close the book. I give her a teddy bear. I give her the pacifier. And then I say, okay, it's time for sleep now. And then I go over, turn the lights off. <laughs> now, by the time I get back to the bed, she's already half asleep. Like she's laying down herself um, and I give her a kiss on the cheek and then I leave the room. That is, that is the your routine, routine we have now. Yes, that is my routine. And the naps are something quite similar with or without a book. Um, we just transitioned to one nap a day. That's a topic in itself. That was – so I transitioned to one nap a day and transitioned to the floor bed at the same time pretty much. It was quite challenging, the one nap a day thing. Um, yeah, the one nap I've heard has been the hardest one to have. Romeo flirts, I would say, with like 70, 30, 60, 40 uh, of one or two naps throughout mm -hmm. the whole week. So there are some days where he's a one nap kid and we just got to do it, whatever comes with it. Um, and then there are other days where he'll have a really bad first nap. And we know he can't possibly make it from like nine in the morning until bed mm -hmm. at like six thirty, seven o'clock type of thing. Yeah. Like, for example, as we record this, I received a message from my, my man and he just wrote 30 minute nap <laughs> with like an exasperated little face, like in little emoji. So I was like, I, I just read it. And in my head, I was like, well, we know it's probably a two nap day because I know he can't push the whole way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it is hard because then on the days where it's like, it really is, it's like a really good two and a half hour first nap. Um, and it happens at a time that you just know he could make it or like the the baby could make it till nap time. You're just like, well, we're, let's do all the things that he's coming with. We're doing it because we, we got to keep him awake then. Like we can't mm -hmm. let him like flirt with wanting to take a nap at like 530. No, <laughs> no, no. No, exactly. Um, my transition has taken, I'd say, probably close to a month to switch. And I found using the floor bed was a great way for me to transition um, because I could tell if she wanted to go to sleep or not. Like if she wants to go to sleep, she'll go to sleep. If she doesn't want to go to sleep, it was too early and I was trying to put her down too early because I'm still trying to figure out the time that she wants to have this one nap. Um, then she yeah, would just and get up and play. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, and we've talked about sleep. this too. You don't, yeah, and we're like, what are we gonna do? Keep them in there? Like, I mean, they they're big enough to like really let us know at this mm -hmm. point that it's bedtime. And of course, we 
we know our own kids and we read the cues and all that. We, we check them and we, we are aware and we check the time and we're like, okay, maybe we can just offer a nap. But if they're like, like I put Romeo into the crib the other night and he, or the other day for a nap and he was just running from one end of the crib to the, the next. He was literally going back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, you're not tired. So I went in, I got him out and he just, we resumed for probably another like hour. He still had more juice in him. And so you, I think it's cool to have that floor bed because I could have just like opened the door and he could have just walked out or he could have entertained himself. And mm-hmm. so these sort of things come into mind for sure. And, and just to mention, I know you said earlier that you don't use sleep sacks. You can totally use a sleep sack with floor bed. Okay. I read you, online you just when said I was doing my research that back and forth in the crib. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't wearing it as I said that. He oh, wasn't oh. in it yet. No, sorry. that I said that, and this is an example that I'm giving you where it was the first time ever where I didn't put a sleep sack on him because I, mm. I had um, – he was fighting it. He wouldn't let me zip him up, whereas Romeo's mm-hmm. like Creed. Like if he's ready to sleep, part of our routine is, okay, the sleep sack is going mm-hmm. on now. He cuddles his little fluffy blankie, and um, I'm able to zip it up and give him a kiss and say bye, and I can go, yeah. and he's asleep. But this time he was – totally protesting but I was Mm. like yes but it's the time it's time it's time you know looking at the clock letting the clock dictate instead of my baby actually telling me and um anyway so he was he didn't let me put it on him so I took it I left it on the bed that was Mm -hmm. on the other side of the room and I said okay you can try without it and we'll see what happens and within five minutes I knew it wasn't I knew it wasn't happening at all but in my research in terms of floor beds it was saying like, if you're a person who uses sleep sacks with baby, you might want to consider not doing that anymore. Because if the whole goal is to provide them the mobility to walk around the room, then no, they can't be in that thing. And I agree because Romeo trips so much when he's trying to walk. Mm -hmm. Part of it has been, he's standing up in the bed with that sleep sack on and he'll try to take a couple of steps toward me. He'll slip on the freaking sleep sack and then smack his head on the bars again. So he's screaming because he wants to come out. He's screaming because he just hit his head again. So I I was on board with that. I thought that thought made absolute sense. I think it no depends on the age of your baby at Maybe. the end of the day. Because if you are yeah. if you have a baby that is before 12 months, you're not supposed to put anything in the crib with them other than a fitted sheet. So mm. this is the same thing with the floor bed. If you have a baby younger than 12 months, you're not supposed to put anything on the floor bed with them. No blankets, no pillows, no nothing. So that means you have to put a sleep sack on them if it's very cold. Um, and then, you know, you can monitor them. And by the time that they're used to it, they shouldn't be getting on and off the bed. Um, and then they're awake. Again, use use your best judgment. If your baby loves sleeping in a sleep sack, you know, you'll make it work with the sleep sack. Creed hated the sleep sack, so it's never been an issue for me. One thing you've mentioned about the crib and one thing I – because I've never had a wooden crib with rails and I can almost guarantee that if I had a crib with rails, Creed would have crawled out of it by now or climbed out of it by now because my kid is a freaking monkey. Like she climbs – everything. It's wild. Like she climbs into her high chair. She climbs out of her high chair. She can climb into the kitchen sink if there's something near it. Like it it doesn't even make sense. So for me, I know I would be so stressed out if I was using a crib right now because I guarantee she would find a way to climb out of that thing um, by now. Yeah, that'd be super dangerous. It'd be so dangerous. So people, you know, say, oh, isn't it dangerous for your baby to sleep on a floor bed? In my mind, it would be 
so much more dangerous. I'd have to have a crib with bars on the ceiling to c- contain yeah. my freaking jungle animal in there. Or with a with a, a lid and with then you lid. realize then that that's actually a cage. That's, that's a, cage. a cage. <laughs> so you can't do that. Don't do that. Um, I think this is a really great place to ask our listeners to maybe share their experiences, whether it's have you heard of um, anybody in your life who's using a floor bed? What do you use? Have you ever been curious about different ways that baby could be sleeping? Because, you know, this is an interesting topic for us Mm because we both do two different things. I'm very eager to maybe explore, you know, the floor bed option here for us. Um, Jodine also has a really steady, stable, like, home setup for herself. So I think that plays part of the role about why I'm a little bit hesitant because I'm, I am currently traveling. So I think that that stability is part of what makes a great routine for um, you guys to do that every night. And you're Mm -hmm. able to have that, that structure, that standard, she knows what to expect. And and I think that's so brilliant. Um, It sounds like it was a, a long process paired with teething paired with one naps Mm -hmm. and there's always going to be other things going on when you're thinking about making a big change so just have a lot of patience with yourself not even just baby it's a lot of patience with yourself as you're doing this it's a lot to take on you're often bombarded mentally with so many decisions that you need to make let alone gauging and understanding the cues of when it's time to do something different for the baby so you know take all of this as truly just our experience and us, you know, getting the wheels turning in our heads of what, what would it look like if we did things differently and how is it working if we are, um, that's been really helpful, Jodine. I think at the end of the, oh, you're welcome (laughs) as well. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's like anything else in parenthood, when you're trying to make decisions about baby led weaning, breastfeeding, whatever it is, you have to really want to do it in order for it to happen. Like I really wanted to breastfeed And I had to push through a lot of issues in order to make that happen. It was the same thing for the floor bed for me. I really wanted her to sleep on a floor bed for whatever the reasons were in my head. Um, I can't even remember them anymore because that was mom brain. (laughs) Um, But I will say the first night that she slept on that floor bed all night long and she woke up in the morning sitting on the floor bed and I both me and Neil looked at each other and we we're like, this was for us. Like this was, we needed, this is what we wanted and this works so well for us. So I hope you got something from all of this. Um, if you're interested in the floor bed world, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I will give you any answers that I have. And if you are interested in getting more information as well, I will link both of the people that I um, recommended um, and that I learned from about this myself, Hapa Family and Hey Shayla. And I'll also link that mattress that I got for the pack and play that is really great for travel as well if you're going to transition to a floor bed because that is something to think about. And I think that's that's pretty much it. So that's thank you for listening. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, we'll catch you next Tuesday. This is Blame It On Mom Brain. Bye-bye. Yeah, everybody. Bye-bye. I swear.